0: We talk a lot about calcium and other bone-building nutrients on this show, but you need more than vitamins and minerals for bone health. I'm your host, Krista Lamb, and today on Unbreakable, the OC podcast from Osteoporosis Canada, I'll be talking with registered dietitian Lucia Weiler about how to get enough protein into your diet and the benefits to bone and muscle health. Welcome to the show, Lucia. It is so lovely to have you here with us today.
1: It's great to be here, Krista. Thanks for having me.
0: So let's start. We're going to talk about protein today. So there are animal and plant-based sources of protein. What is the difference between the two nutritionally?
1: Okay, that's a great question. Animal-based proteins come from animal foods such as meat, poultry, fish, eggs, dairy, milk, and yogurt. Animal-based proteins generally are considered complete proteins because they contain all the nine essential amino acids that we need to get from food in sufficient quantities. So animal proteins tend to be more abundant in complete proteins, making it easier to get all the amino acids your body needs. Plant-based proteins come from plant sources. Most plant proteins are missing one or more essential amino acids, and because of that, they're sometimes called incomplete proteins. But it's important to know that a variety of plant sources eaten throughout the day can provide enough of the essential amino acids, and they become complete plant proteins when combined. Also, there are some plants, such as quinoa, soybean, and foods made from soy, such as tofu, tempeh, edamame, that are complete proteins, have all the nine essential amino acids. So these are really good go-to plant sources of protein. Also, chia seed, amaranth, buckwheat, and hemp are full proteins, but they may not have as much as soybean and quinoa. So there are plenty of plant-based proteins and protein pairings that offer the necessary amino acids in the diet. So bottom line, when you choose plant-based or animal-based proteins as your main source of protein, making sure that you get enough high quality protein throughout the day is what matters most. So super interesting. And I think it's really
0: good for people to know that Animal sources are fine, but there are also some really wonderful sources that are plant-based, if those are your preference, or if those are what you have access to. One follow-up question in regard to animal-based proteins, is there anything that you need to keep in mind in terms of if you're consuming a lot of animal-based proteins?
1: So protein is a hot topic, and we do answer a lot of questions about protein intake as dietitians. So the research shows that Canadians are eating about the right amount of protein and there isn't an overconsumption overall. What the research shows that Canadians tend to lack protein in the morning meal, like at breakfast, and maybe in snacks. So spreading out the protein intake throughout the day, about 20 to 30 grams of protein, is a game changer for people who are trying to get the most out of protein for their body's health. So balancing protein intake throughout the day is a really important way to boost the benefits. And animal proteins tend to have all the essential amino acids that our bodies needs. And plant foods tend to lack one or two. But when you eat a variety of foods throughout the day, most people get all the essential amino acids that they need.
0: And you mentioned amino acids, and I wanted to follow up on that and ask, do amino acids play a role in our bone and muscle health? Is there a reason that we need them?
1: Well, amino acids are the building blocks of protein. So remember when you were a kid, maybe you were playing with building blocks. So amino acids are technically these blocks that build proteins that then build muscles, bones, and immune function. So protein in your food is broken down into amino acids, these building blocks, during digestions. And the amino acids are then sent to areas in the body that need them, and the body builds these proteins to support growth and healing. And also, they boost your immune system and provide cells with energy in addition to building muscle and bone.
0: And are these proteins interchangeable
1: or some better than others? Well, there are nine essential amino acids that we need, and these must come from food because our body can't make them. The body functions with about 20 amino acids, these different building blocks, and it can make 11 but it can't make nine. And these must come from food. So by eating a variety of foods that are nutrient dense and contain essential amino acids, like lean meat, fish, eggs, Greek yogurt, plant-based proteins like tofu, they all contain these nine essential amino acids. And with protein and our bone health,
0: How does protein help us support our bones? Because I know everyone listening wants to know, can this help our bone health as well?
1: That is so important. So while we know calcium and vitamin D are well-recognized in reducing the risk of osteoporosis, protein also plays a really important role in bone health. That's not surprising because 50% of bone volume is protein. So like other body tissues, bone also needs protein to build and to repair. And protein is essential in the building of new bones and ensuring that there is bone density and bone strength in our bodies.
0: And so for people who want to reduce or exclude animal protein in their diet, what are some tips for them to keep in mind for things that they can be doing to get enough protein?
1: So animal-based proteins provide nutrients like vitamin B12, iron, omega-3 fatty acids. And if you cut out meat but eat a variety of foods, there are only a few things you need to pay special attention to. And these include vitamin B12, iron, calcium, and vitamin D. You have many different options to get enough protein on a plant-based eating pattern. There are many vegetarian sources of protein, like beans, lentils, dried peas, tofu, and foods made from it, like tempeh. Also, nuts and seeds are great sources of protein. Eggs, low-fat cheese, yogurt, and milk are also great sources of protein for vegetarians who eat these foods. Vegetables and game products also contain small amounts of protein, and every little bit adds up, so keeping that in mind is an excellent tip. So, even if you are not a vegetarian, try having a meal centered on plant sources of protein at least once a week. There are health benefits that may be related to a diet of more vegetables, fruit, and whole grain. A good tip is to make half your plate vegetables and fruit when you're planning your meals. So, if you're going to use a plant based eating pattern, there are a few things to pay special attention to. And that is a variety of foods that you need to get the protein variety and looking for complete proteins in plant foods, which would be soy and the foods that come from it, tempeh, tofu. Quinoa is also an excellent source of protein. Hemp and chia seeds are also complete proteins, which means they have all the nine amino acids that our body can't make.
0: So for someone like myself, who I love quinoa, but I've often heard people say, oh my gosh, quinoa, it doesn't taste very good. Is there anywhere you recommend for people to get recipes or things to find you know, healthy ways that might be
1: tasty too, to get that protein into their diet? Oh, quinoa is such an easy grain to cook and there's so many terrific recipes. So my recommendation would be to go to credible sources for recipes that are tried and true. So great recipes are on Health Canada's website, Osteoporosis Canada's website, and any dietitian tested and approved recipes are also really easy. So the way I love to make quinoa is just cook it up and then have it ready. You can mix it in with salads or some lean protein to it, some vegetable and make a really great food bowl with a bit of dressing. So that's an easy way to incorporate quinoa into your meal.
0: Excellent. And it's just really good to remember that there are super easy and fun recipes that you can find in Osteoporosis Canada and all these other wonderful resources that you've mentioned. If you want to get a little bit of protein through plant-based sources into your diet in a way that is fun and easy. So my next question has to do with misconceptions. So there's a misconception from some people that if you eat too much meat, it will actually cause osteoporosis. Can you help us
1: understand why that's not the case? The relationship between dietary protein and intake, the type of protein that we're eating, has been a topic of great debate over the past several decades. So the National Osteoporosis Foundation commissioned research, an in-depth systematic review of a lot of studies to further understand the relationship between the protein intake and bone health and assessing the significant differences in plant versus animal proteins. So the -the state-of-the-art science does not support that consumption of one type of protein is more advantageous on bone health than the other. So there are no adverse effects of either animal or plant protein on bone health. So further research may be needed to expand on this finding. But the key message is to get enough and enough of a variety of proteins throughout the day to meet the body's need for building healthy bones, muscles, and generally good health.
0: And I think that that'll be a really helpful thing for people to remember because it is so great if you're able to get some protein throughout the day. And I think you always feel a little bit better if you've had that boost of protein in the morning.
1: Absolutely. And it's a a game changer on many levels. So, balancing protein throughout the day is a big tip.
0: So, let's talk a little bit about getting a balanced meal. Are there things that people can think about when they're deciding how much protein to have with their meal?
1: Absolutely. And there's a really easy way to just check in with your plate and see if you're getting a balanced meal. So, consider your round plate. Imagine. You draw a line down the middle and half of your plate would be vegetables, all kinds of colors, maybe some fruits. So half your plate, vegetables. A quarter of your plate would be protein foods. And we talked about, you know, lean meats, eggs, yogurt, tofu. So a quarter of your plate would be protein foods and a quarter would be whole grain foods. So this would be whole grain bread, pasta, brown rice. And then you get the picture of the plate, which is half vegetables and fruit, a quarter protein, and a quarter whole grains. And that is a balanced plate.
0: Amazing. And that makes it a lot easier for people to remember because they can visualize that. So an excellent tip. Thank you so much. And so I will ask you if there's anything else about protein you'd like our audience to know as we start to wrap up.
1: Yeah, so key messages, enjoy protein foods at every meal, especially at breakfast, and consume a wide variety of protein foods and look for more nutrient-dense protein. Examples would be lean meat, fish, higher in omega-3 fats, eggs, Greek yogurt, and plant-based proteins like tofu, edamame, quinoa are excellent sources of nutrient-dense proteins.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much for this. It was a wonderful chat, and I'm so glad you were able to join us today.
1: You're very welcome, Krista. It was great chatting with you too.
0: Thanks so much to Lucia for joining us today. I'm Krista Lam, and you've been listening to Unbreakable, the OC podcast from Osteoporosis Canada. Today, I've been speaking with registered dietitian, Lucia Weiler, about the importance of protein. If you'd like more information on osteoporosis, visit our website at osteoporosis.ca. If you have questions or comments about this topic or about our podcast, reach out to us on our website or via social media. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Enjoying the show? Hit subscribe in the podcast provider of your choice. Thanks for listening.